button. We're in. We're in. Hi. Hello. Hello. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. How's it going? Hey, you're not allowed to talk, mate. Oh, shit. Why not? a general conversation It's true. How is everybody? Um, Tired. tired. Oh, hold on. How can we talk and not introduce who we are? Hi, my name's AK. <gasps> oh. You did that on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> you did that on purpose. You tried to style it. You tried to do some, some repartee. Try to add some repartee to it. Hi, I'm a queer jumpy founder of the British Blacklist. I am Leon Main. I'm an exec producer of DWG Limited and I'm a writer producer. You're not a carpenter anymore. I'm a carpenter also, obviously, but you, know, you have to ease people in. Also, yeah, I'm a producer, I'm a mother, I'm a woman of the world. Um, I'm a carpenter. I am a philanthropist. I'm also a philanthropist and a carpentress. Um, Leon is not a carpenter because he hasn't built as much as I have built in this I world. I am Nobel Peace Prize winner 2025. <laughs> wow. Okay. We are also the co-founders of The Circle, which is... Uh, it is, or what can we say it's now? We started off as a roundtable series. Yeah. And then it evolved into... Uh, IG live chat, and now it's become a podcast where we speak to the biggest and best black British talent in the whole wide world in, in, in Britain. <laughs> oh, wow! Did he to our guest? You see how Leon just limited no, your scope? You said the best British talent, yeah, but in the whole wide world, yeah, because okay, British cool. talent can be anywhere. That's very true. That's right. I, uh, yeah, I, I didn't watch my part, and I took it as like rah. I just nodded, like rah. I'm in a very, I'm in a very sexy club. You, know? <laughs> you are, it's very, right. very, it's very, very esteemed sexy club. club. Very much so. Um, so our guest, who's here today, has stolen my name, um, mm. my nickname. So mm. I'm AK, but there's also another AK in the room. No, and go, go on, go on. I was going to tell you who the real AK is. <laughs> okay, who's the real no, AK? No, so the real AK is actually Arinze, because he's actually Arinze Kenex. If you think about it, he's AK. Very true. But no one ever calls him that, and Rins, don't try and try and do that. That's not you. I, I feel it's like, I don't know, I feel a bit State challenged. No, because what it is, mine, like... So my name's Akemji, Akemji Defornian, for people who, who, who can't pronounce or don't know. Can I pause? Because I cannot. Yes. So Akemji Defornian, that's a name from uh, Cameroon um, and, uh, you know, the sort of lesser cousins of, uh, of Nigeria. Um, and um, that's what we are. We're just sort of seen as like the, as like Rebore. <laughs> we tried to be part of Nigeria. Like we tried to be like, technically I'm Igbo. Like my name Akemji is technically an Igbo name, but like. Nigeria didn't want us. So you're Cameroonian? Yeah. I did, yeah. I did think you were Nigerian from the Where did you think Literally, from? War went by your name. Like all the letters making no Interesting, sense. Interesting, because Nigerian. the name, no, if you think about it, the name, which yeah. roughly translates to, translate to bring plenty, is like, I think it's got its roots in like, uh, in Igbo, in the Igbo language. Because I think some, some, like Jude, there's an actor called Jude Akwadike, Uncle yes, Jude. Yes, I know Jude. Yeah, he was my neighbour for years. And, um, and Jude thought I was Igbo because his son is called Nkamjika. That's one of his son's names. I'm just, I'm just spilling tea, um, and um, and so he thought I was Ebo, but it, but the roots are the same. Like my, it's my grandfather's name. So when he was born, it was like a, it was like a, it was like a, like a call to the gods, bring plenty, because there was a famine, you know, there was a famine. So he was saying, bring plenty. You know, when you just the first three seconds of the conversation is just deep. Profound. I had to do that, but we it's do profound. that anyway. Look, you've got the, you've got Africa on your thing, so exactly, we have to right, go there. Exactly. Also, hold on, wait, more, pause, pause. What's wrong? What's that? Can oh, you... you've got Africa oh, well on your ear. I didn't see it. I didn't see that. <laughs> I couldn't see. But um, it's very nice. Where Thank you. you. From? Where do you get from? Oh shit! Let me Google. Wow. Wait. No, it's too late. It's fine. <laughs> no, no, I have to pick her up. Omolola jewelry. I think she's. Oh wow. Dope. Also Nigerian, possibly. Dope. I would, I would get an earring, but my mum at this age would still kill me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Likewise, likewise. Yeah. <laughs> Not earrings. You know them ones. Um. So AK. Okay. Hi. Yes. Hi. Welcome. Hi. Welcome. 
Please could you introduce yourself properly and with what you do okay. as well? Um, so my name's Akem Gidefornian. Uh A lot of people call me AK. Um, I am a writer, producer, actor, musician. Um, and Can you carpent? No, but I actually really wanted to. So it's funny when you said you're a car- you know, I don't know if that's a joke. I don't know if that's in jokes. No, no, absolutely it's, it's, not true. I thought it was in jokes galore, but I actually really want to. I got an A for design and technology. I would love to have like studied carpentry. I love making things like IKEA. Going to IKEA and like getting a flat pack something is my favorite thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Go on. No, no, go on. No, go on. I was just saying okay. No, I feel like you're gonna go in like yeah, okay, because when I did. No, no, no. I, I was just, I just, IKEA just spun something in my head because I fixed something recently. In, in my in my new place. Every so, time yeah. Leon talks about fixing things, I just don't believe him. Carpentry. Okay. So, <laughs> AK, yes. what was it that made you want to get into this industry? A uh, couple things. Uh, I always I always say Eddie Murphy is one of the one of the things. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. but also because if you look You're at my okay. name, when I was a kid, like for some reason, I was allowed to watch Coming to America and um, Beverly Hills Cop. I'm talking about four, and I would quote it like verbatim. So my my um my dad's friends used to call me Akim. Yeah, oh, so they're okay, like, where yeah. is Hakim? They always used to say that to me. And I just loved Eddie Murphy. He made me laugh and I'd be swearing around the house. I don't know why I was able to allow to repeat that stuff. but um, You could swear in your house. No, an household. no, 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 not at all. But what I mean is I would quote the, 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 film, yeah, the, yeah. the, the things and um, no swearing in our house. Um, but uh, and then Eddie Murphy, Michael Jackson, um, those two people, those two entities just made me go like, oh, I like, I, I like this. I like this creative stuff. I like this. You know this stuff, and um, but yeah, Eddie Murphy, um, proper. When I was a kid, I just I, I, I idolized him something rotten. So I just Eddie Murphy. I always say, and then on a sort of more homegrown level, um, people like in my early teens, like people like Ricky Gervais, I loved. But then I, you know, I, we consumed everything. So we consumed Real McCoy. We consumed uh, Fresh Prince. Everything black uh, yeah. and creative. And, and of interest we consumed you know and on the music front as well like i was always into like you know before before there was like graham and garage i was a uk hip-hop head so mm. I, so i you know i used to have my jan sport backpack and go down to like deal real and all that type of stuff and i remember like being i was about like first year of secondary school when i started making beats and i'd go down to um the um what's it called premises studio on hackney road and i remember 57th dynasty mm. 57th dynasty they had a video out on MTV bass. It was massive. And it was this song called The Love of Hip Hop. Um, and um, and then they did a little seminar at Premises. And I remember seeing their producer, Charlie Parker, because uh, they were talking about production and stuff like that. And then I remember going in and just, I didn't, I had like five pounds on me. And I was like, oh, can I get the CD? So he went to the trunk of his car and then he just waved me off. He was like, nah, just have it, have it, little man. And like, the, and like that inspired me because I was like, oh, these are people from, these are guys from Brixton. I'm from Hackney, but these are guys from Brixton. And they're making like, like 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 sonically brilliant hip hop and stuff and so um, yeah I was into loads of music. My sister was trying to get me out of liking Michael Jackson like when I was a kid, so she got me into like hardcore hip hop. Right. So okay. she got me into Mob Deep, Jay, Nas, you know what I mean? The sort of stalwarts of like mid nineties, mm-hmm. boom bap and like West Coast hip hop, Snoop and all of them. Um, so my influences were my influences were myriad. Yes. I like that. Nice word, I like that. Yes, so like. Obviously, you know, you are a renaissance man. You've got um, acting, writing, producing mm. credits and your music. Which one, I want to put one on top of the other, but which one came first? A hundred percent. It was just, it was acting at first. Like, so my first, my first gig on TV, I was an extra. 
in EastEnders in like 98, World Cup 98. Wow. I remember this. And I always say to people, like, especially like essays on jobs, like extras and stuff, I always like, I always find them so fascinating because I know that that's like, was like one of my first jobs. Was did, running you meet, did you meet Winston? Winston wasn't around that day, you know. Big Ron was. If you remember okay. Big Ron, yeah, rest yeah, in peace. Yeah, yeah, Big yeah, Ron, yeah. rest in peace. Um, Big Ron, um, <laughs> Big Ron was about, uh, and this is when I think they just before they changed the set, so they were going into using widescreen uh, lenses and like anamorphic, not anamorphic lenses, but they were changing to like widescreen format and stuff. So do you remember Nigel? Nigel with the um, with the curly yeah, top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Grant's best friend, who he used to bully in primary yeah, school. Yeah, yeah, I know my Eastenders. And um, <laughs> yeah. that video shop, that that fake blockbusters that that um, that Nigel used to own, it was tiny. That's when I realized, raw, like it's yeah. it's this is things an illusion. But back on point, I basically was the worst extra ever because I would add add lines. Uh, you were that guy. <laughs> that guy. I was that dude, and so I was really chubby. And like I remember coming on set thinking like, right, this is this is my opportunity. They're gonna they're gonna see me and sign me up. I'm gonna become Carol Jackson and Alan's like next kid. The director said to me, like, you, little fat kid, go go pick up the ball here and then take it that way. And so I took went, picked up the ball, and I looked directly at camera like that, thinking mm -hmm. like that's how it's gonna do it. Like that's gonna um get me signed up or something. I had this really stupid <laughs> Stupid people don't don't do this as a producer. I know that this is the most ridiculous thing you could do. Do not do this on any set. Do not look directly in the camera because you think you're going to get a job. Um, and so, but those was I was like 11, 12, and those was like my first forays onto being on set. And um, and just from there, really, I just kept doing stuff because I would go to drama school on a Saturday, like drama club. Um, sort of it was called Pollyanna it was in the same vein as like Anna Shares mm. and Sylvia's um, and um, and then when I was like 15 <laughs> yeah when I was 15 I got this film with Tamsin Alfwaite which was her first job at EastEnders and um, and it was like a big sort of harrowing drama mm. um, directed by Dominic Savage and then from there I just didn't really look back really I was going to go back and just say like so how much of, of an influence was your upbringing on because you said like obviously your parents didn't mind mm being creative mm. they support you 100 percent. yeah i had what did you say like mom i'm going to act dad i'm gonna act what are you gonna do, do you know it? what one of the teachers in primary school she might have just been just doing lip service to parents and stuff but she i think i did a nativity or something i did an end of year play and she just said to mom and dad like look you really want to consider putting him in a drama club or something like that and i'd always i was one of those kids who my parents weren't rich by any means, but we felt very middle class. We grew up on a council estate, but for whatever reason, my parents put in this this idea yeah. in our head that you can do whatever you want, we can achieve. And where they could, they'd scrape the money, they they put it together to make um to make that stuff happen. So go on. No, so I was gonna say that means you never did you never have that thing of oh, I'm a little black boy from Hackney, I can't do this. Nah. Mm. I am um, just because of my name. Which is Akemji Defornian. Thank you. Just because of my name, like, yeah, I it's Hackney as soon as you leave uh, Road to State, Holly Street. But as soon as, you know, you enter my house, mm -hmm. I'm in Cameroon. Yeah, and so yeah. I had this, and, it's, and, and I only appreciate that as I'm older and I've grown into that. I appreciate that. Skepta has a line uh, on, on one of his songs where he says he learned the meaning of his name and the power just kicked in. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the most apt lines ever. Like when I knew what my name meant, no one could tell me anything. And, um, and so my parents never necessarily... There was never a feeling of like, oh, you can't do this or you can't do that. I mean, the can't do this was you can't bring police to the house. Of course. <laughs> that was like the number one thing. But other than that, where 
within 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 reason will try and facilitate it. So I used to love uh, Mighty Ducks, the film, um, oh, yeah. one and two. Two is actually one of the best sequels ever, ever facts, made. It's facts. up there with The Godfather Part Two yeah, yeah, yeah. in wow. terms of like going, you know, Mighty Ducks, yeah. Mighty Ducks Two is a sick. And Godfather sequel. Two are on a par. Ah, they're on a par. Wow. They're on a par. Yeah, facts. yeah. they're on a par. That's a hot take. That's the hot take of the uh, of the decade. But, <laughs> no, but but so Mighty Ducks Two came out, and I remember saying to my dad like. I want to play hockey. I want to play hockey. And like, so he found me like a little hockey club to go to. And there was a team. It was the Islington Panthers. And I was terrible. <laughs> I was terrible. I was awful. But credit to my parents for just me saying, I want to play hockey. Yeah. And then being like, all right, cool. Get you a hockey stick. We'll, you know, get you some skates and all this type of stuff. And going out and doing that. And just me being terrible. And then also then having guitar lessons as well. And just being like, so my parents, God love them. God bless them gave me the opportunity to try different things. And I guess like for you, so you've obviously had your parents behind you from day one, mm -hmm. but are there certain barriers that you had to face that they couldn't control? Like you going into the industry as an actor, were you given stereotypical roles? Um, as a writer, were you compelled to technically speaking, speak very much on your race and the yeah. struggles that were going or was it still? Writing's late, writing's a much later, uh, prospect uh, yeah. in terms of actually just getting any recognition from it but like um, in terms of as an actor I've been I've had like one of the most fortunate careers um, largely because it was a slow it's been a slow burn like I've been doing this since I was like 10 11 or just in and around the business running around sets since I was 10 11 I didn't necessarily have that moment of like haha Eureka you're a household name or anything like that which I think it's great when you have it and I think there's so many more of us uh young black actors and actresses and creative people who have those star moments and like short bursts of towards success. I think that's really important because that's an opportunity that is hit in my time wasn't necessarily afforded like my black contemporaries, mm -hmm. just the ability to just Chalamet it, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. To Timothy Chalamet mm -hmm. and just be like, oh, who's this kid? And they, they rock it, you know, because it was uh, tr traditionally the one in one out kind of scenario. Yeah. And now you can't, there's a there's a table right now with just all stars, Absolutely. Kaluuya, Letitia Wright, Boyega, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, there's a, you know, there's a really thriving um, community of like uh, black British stars. But um, in terms of my roles and stuff and my come up, I didn't really have to play stereotypical like shotter from the left number mm -hmm. two or whatever. I was really fortunate. First job I did was like this film where I went to prison, but that was like kind of art house. It was mm -hmm. an art house film. Then I did the crouches straight after that, you know what I mean? Which is just, you couldn't get any different. And you also couldn't get any different in terms of critical acclaim because <laughs> Out of Control was like lauded <clears throat> and then the crouches, was new bad. nation, hated us. Yeah, Michael I... Iboda hated us. I will name names. He hated us. <laughs> well, the audience hated it too. Yeah. Well, I mean. Kind of. I mean, it was a time, isn't it? it like I was 16 uh, and for me, it was, it was one of those, it was, it, the crouches was a, was gifted me Robbie G. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It gifted me Robbie G. Like the reason people call me AK is because of Robbie G. Mm. Robbie G, one of the most irritating human beings in life. <laughs> but I love him to pieces. Um, but he um he couldn't pronounce my name. So he was like, you're AK. That's how that's how that came about. I swear mm. he called me AK. Nah, he didn't give me the, my nickname AK, that's my homies, but I swear when I met yeah. him, it was like I swear he called me AK. I swear. Yeah. I'm gonna try and remember that. No, so it's so I I had the benefit of just being able to do something as harrowing as out of control, uh, which won a, it won like the BAFTAs 
in 2002. I think it like swept it, it won the Edinburgh Film Festival and stuff like that. And then the Crouches, which was like, for me, my cousins in America thought that the Crouches was gonna, they thought I had a mansion at that point. My cousins <laughs> were like, oh man, like you balling, like, yo, <laughs> you balling out of control, son. And I was like, no, 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 I'm still living in the, I'm in the same bedroom. We only did one series. Well, I only did one series and, uh, and, and people hated it. But to me, it was a great time. I was doing my GCSEs at the time. Um, and I look back at the Crouches and go like, you know, they should, you know, we should have got more, should have got the opportunity that other shows get to not necessarily have to represent um, the whole of Blackdom. Yeah, this thing about, because I think that's what Lynn was saying about, do you feel compelled to reference your race in the work that you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also there is the weight of responsibility when you do partake in something that does reference race or is kind of racially skewed, mm -hmm. that you've got to make sure you don't embarrass us. And I think I remember the backlash on the crowd yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was a bit like, what the f is this? Mm. Because they were, and I think it was that whole thing of the family doing things that, it was very. It was black family doing white things that we. That's and this what is, the audience and, felt. And this is and, and and this is really interesting. And it's 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 a conversation for commissioning and for for anyone who is making or providing the money and making the shows. Like at the end of the day, you need a platform. You need platforms. Mm -hmm. Like everyone wants an uplift. You want an uplift to the to to, to the biggest platform. YouTube's brilliant. It's a great incubator of of talent and new talent, and you don't need to ask anyone for anything. But at the end of the day, we all want an upstream. We want whether it's cinema or the five main ch channels, five or four. Um, oh wow! I'm that joking. Is. I'm joking. I, throw, I, I, ain't, <laughs> I ain't I ain't trying to throw five under the bus. No, but what I mean is like BBC is the BBC. It's an amazing institution, mm. and like to be on there is you know great and and all that stuff. But what I think with the Crouches at the time it came out, I think there'd been a dearth of um, black black specific programming. Absolutely. Just actual black people. I'm not talking about the word that begins with B and rhymes with uh, lame. Yep. Um, you know, I'm just mm. talking about black, you know, because each community kind of has to serve its own thing instead of sort of being like, we'll pick one from here, one from here and Absolutely. put it together. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so to your point, the Crouches... I mean, t to be fair, some of that is my humor, as in like I like it was written by the guy who wrote Rhapsody Nesbit. I know, yeah, Ian Patterson, and that was one of the critiques. And I, I and I also offered to people if you didn't know who it was written by, would the critique apply as well? Okay. And so and so, but just uh, just to, to to finish the point is that there was some stuff in there that like to the average person would be like, oh, this this isn't a typical black family. This isn't a mirror of a black family. But it's also it's not. It, it wasn't necessarily aiming to be a uh, a documentary. It was aiming to be funny. And the question is, is is something judged on its funny or is it judged on its cultural accuracy? And sometimes, like, there was stuff in there that I look back on and go, like, I actually find that funny. But then there was stuff that, like, for instance, culturally, there was a whole thing about the daughter wouldn't uh, shout back at the dad at the table. But it's a comedy. And yeah, it isn't. Right. it wasn't the Cosbys as well. That's the other thing. Like, it didn't... Some things I'm a fan of irreverence. So I, so big sis, no, I know you're good. gonna no, argue. Good, but some, but some things are like because we've had these conversations off off yeah. grid as well. And like I think irreverence is important as well because where do when certain cultures and certain backgrounds have to do this constant thing of reverence, where it's like um, everything is proper and all that type of stuff. And like you can call the crouches what you want. People, if people don't like it, they don't like it. But um, uh, and I think, but at, at the time, part of me was 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 annoyed because I was like, 
I'm trying to get to eight houses like the kid from my family. I'm trying to be the, the white kid from my family and get like eight series and buy 10 houses and stuff. Like, you got to slow my money up, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know? But sorry, go on. Um, no, I'm going to... Allow me to retort. Go on. No, it was, the thing is, I get you and I, I agree. And I think um, we might as well talk about Family Lamb as well. Of course. Uh, bring that up. But um, for the crowd, I think it's... Cultural act when you don't have enough because you said that especially at that time there was a dearth of content, of course. real dearth of content. Of so when you don't have enough, comedy is comedy. But mm. when you know that, then you've got this white writer that's writing things that we won't relate to, and it's then we're robbed of mm. our satisfaction and entertainment mm. because it's pleasing an audience that's not about us. But yet you put in black characters in those spaces. Mm. That's when it becomes well, who is this for? It's not for us because mm. we wouldn't do that, and we can laugh along. Mm. It would be more like the, the the daughter suppressing and maybe going, what's that you yeah. say? That comedy. So then rather than seeing something that just doesn't gel yeah. and it can still be funny, but it can be accurate of as course. well. Of course. No, no, no. And and I have a question actually. Go uh -huh. ahead. Go. If it was that type of comedy and it was written by a black writer, would there, would there would you and have And this an is issue? a good question. Can I me? counter that? Yes. Point? <laughs> There's a show that's out now that I won't mention. Mm. I've, me and Leon and I have discussed it. Mm. And I think I haven't, I've only watched one episode and it, irritated the hell out of me it's a new show i'll give you that it's a new show it's a new comedy and it's got a black writing team black cast and i think it's missing the point and i think it's doing the most and i think it's drawing on all the stereotypes it's not accurate and it's not so you're to your point about being black writers no, it doesn't matter because if you don't hit the points that make sense to the audience that mm. you're supposedly talking to mm. but then is, what's the point but is there also an argument Sorry to cut you. Is there an, also an argument for like giving things a chance to breathe? Yes. You see what I mean? Because mm. it, it goes back to like Only Fools and Horses. If Only Fools and Horses just had its first season, which no one really, unless you're a head, unless you're a proper Only mm. Fools and Horses head, you won't really have seen the first series because it didn't have a lot of those hallmarks, those like the chandelier moment and the hanging on the bar. Yeah. Those things came later. And I think what happens with us is we have to come out the gate and be Michael Jordan. We have to come out and be the, the polished article. I don't think that's fair. And a lot of the time, oftentimes, it's a double-edged sword because we put that, we put that pressure on ourselves. Like I think sometimes as black people, we can be the like, we can be like the biggest critique. Yeah. Yeah. We can be like, oh, where's the, where's the, where's the content, man? Where's the content? It comes out and it's like, yeah, impress me. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, but it's also like impress me because I too can, I too am a performer and I too can do it. And I think that. I think that's good. I think that's really important. I think it's great that people, because that that challenge that people see, if they if they see what is not there, then they'll go create that. I think that's brilliant. But I do think there is an element of um I do think there's an element of um of 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 us sometimes critiquing things without giving it just a little, just a little communal, just a communal bligh to just, all right, cool, let me see you. I'm let, gonna let you breathe. I'm gonna let you breathe. If it doesn't hit first time for everyone, because black isn't one thing, as we all know, the whole kind of black black not being monolithic thing. If it doesn't hit all of these different parts of blackdom and satisfy them, it's a miss. And I don't think that's mm. right. The Coltons have a right to exist. The roadmen have a right to exist. We yeah. all have a right to exist under this, this umbrella of blackness. Uh, the only thing I would say, I agree, because actually mm -hmm. when I'm defending Tyler Perry without necessarily being a fan of all his work, mm -hmm. I think there's room for us all. And I think we 100%. should be allowed to trial, fail, and 100%. come back again. However, it's the, down to the gatekeepers as well, because the people who yeah. made 
the crouch is, mm-hmm. instead of bowing because they're so scared, because they have their subconscious bias, unconscious mm-hmm. bias, conscious bias, mm-hmm. and they're out and out racism. Like, we're not going to give you a chance. Mm-hmm. We had all this backlash. Instead of sitting down in the right room, okay, so how do we improve it? Let's look to that. That's the part where I think it's not necessarily, not to do you, Robbie, and the mm-hmm. cast out mm-hmm. of a job, but it's for Ian Patterson to sit down with his, to the, and maybe say, okay, let's get some cultural consultants, pay them, by the way. Let's give room to expand and then do a season two, because it's not necessarily... They did. Okay. But no, did, and people didn't like it? No. And so this, this is the thing. I didn't do series two. I wanted to, but I couldn't, because okay. I was doing Doctors at the time. I was like a regular in Doctors for like two years. So it just was really annoying. And it's not just on the couches, by the way. In, at no, 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 of course, yeah. of course. Um, and so Aaron Sashonya, big up Aaron, played, played Aiden um, uh, uh, after me. And... The thing is with season two, which I have not watched, and big up to Paulette Randall, she came along. Paulette Randall's a, uh, an OG. Yeah, man. She came through. And um, and I think series two was such a diver- divergence from what series one was. They listened to, to the, to the uh, critique and made a totally different show. Mm. I don't think that's the way to go. Find your audience, and okay, there's some things, but sometimes when you make art, when you make art in a, um, as a democracy, yeah, I hear you. You can't do that. We, art is an X factor. It's not. It can't be X factor. We can't be going like, oh, we've got to appeal to this one. We've got to appeal to that one. Make your thing. Make your thing. Make a brave choice. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And find your audience. Hi. Did you have the positive aspects for it for when Family was created? When Fa- Family was created under like the best kind of circumstances, it was a dream. Mm. It was actually a dream. And, and, and it's only just sort of in posterity looking back, we'll... Like the whole cast of us will look back and just be like, wow, this is a great time, you know. Mm-hmm. This is actually a great time and we built something really, really good. Really, 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 yeah, you really, really have. Yeah, yeah. We, like we really have. And so we should all be proud of ourselves. I know like, I know we probably want to step into some of the, um, you know, the conversation about it. But I, you know, I'm not, as I've said, I don't believe art or anything funny is served by a million people picking it apart. Absolutely. And a million people having their opinions because you and your friends will bust joke that is just for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is just for you. Them lot don't get it. That's fine. I yeah. weren't making it for them lot. Mm-hmm. I was not making it for them lot. The, 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 the people that get it, you get it and you love it. Um, and you can't at every instance be like, oh man, I can't. I'm sorry, I don't want to offend you, but I've got a... You know what I mean? No, I get you. And I think that's... Because I'm biased. Mm-hmm. When it comes to Famalam, yeah. I'm a fan, Famalam, fan, Famalam fan. Yeah. So my hypocrisy will come with like mm. crouches. It maybe is a little bit of the fact that I know it's a white guy who wrote mm. it. I'm a little more critical. Mm. Famalam, I know there's black people in the room and the humour I get and mm. it, it's relatable and even the bits are a bit sticky still. Mm. Yeah. It's still like, yeah, but I, I enjoy it because I get it yeah. and I feel like you lot have done due diligence to really pick up mm-hmm. cultural accuracies and yeah. it's what makes it funny. So, you know, that's why I was so protective when the backlash happened. I was like, what the f*** going on? No, of course, because you was in dialogue with me and I, and I, and I like, love you for that. Ah, why are they coming for my baby? I had I had so <laughs> many calls and stuff and people checking in on me um, that weekend that went out and I was like, I'm, I'm cool. I was actually checking in on, on cast and just making sure everyone was cool, but I don't participate on, on, on Twitter or Instagram just for that, like, love to everyone on there, big up, but... I think they need to start charging a pound a tweet. <laughs> they should start charging a pound a tweet and then people will be really discerning about what they say because like every egg will jump out the window and say they don't like something. And um, and unqualified eggs, by the way. People will just be like, oh, this is shit or whatever. So you, you have four people that will say they love something, four people that will hate it and two people who will just be on the fence. And so I think, I, 
look, I think everyone has a right to be heard and everyone to have a right of, of critique and stuff and for their opinion. If they feel offense, that's fine. But like, can we so, just, sorry, can we just establish the situation? Okay, I feel yeah, like people ahead. listening will be like, mm-hmm. what are they talking about? <laughs> so it was just for, um, for me, well, for everyone that uh, you're on season three yeah. of Family Land, which is a sketch show, fantastic sketch show, but um, all black cast. And um, season three came out, you did the drop, the promo, and mm. it was a from a scene, a countdown scene, a parody mm. of the old school yeah. TV show, Countdown, mm. a game show. And there was some real heavy Caribbean stereotype caricatures in the scene which then caused some outrage to people who saw it especially those from the caribbean heritage who thought that the scene set the progress of black people back mm. um there were things like the dick print kind mm. of countdown clock mm. and then the weed references and then making a tune out of everything and i think there was something else that offended people so people were just really pissed off um and uh yeah i was in, i'm in a group of women influential women Shout out who, to that group. Yeah, who and then, but it was a little bit. It turned into a little bit of those eighties wars, Africans versus Caribbeans, in that, and that's what it's. That's mm. what mostly the argument was that there are a bunch of Caribbean people who were offended that there are a bunch of predominantly African creatives who were portraying them in a negative light in a way that they had been feel, felt like they'd been fighting to mm. bust down those stereotypes. When I watched it, I laughed. Did you laugh, Leon? I laughed. I laughed. And then that becomes the key yeah. conversation there. And like, what I don't think anyone who is creating anything should do is apologize. You never apologize. You never explain. Really? No. I think you mm. put, I think you, I think you put it out and you let people, you let people take from it what they will. You said you've laughed. You said you've laughed. The show hits on so many different aspects of what some people might consider funny. You know, I've said from the beginning, uh, you know, as I've uh, as uh, as the creator of the show, I've said from the beginning, this show is um, like a mixtape. Supposed to feel like a mixtape. It's quick, it's rhythmic, but there will be something in there within a spectrum of funny. You're gonna laugh at some point. And the problem is, have you seen those compilations about like try not to laugh? Those videos, those reactions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. If you laugh, if you've laughed. Say nothing. I've, I've, I've won then. <laughs> yeah, if you yeah, laugh, course, yeah. if you have to go back and think why you should be offended and all that type of stuff, then it's like you're missing the point. But then by the same token, everything gets stepped to. One of my favorite sketches in episode one, one of my favorite sketches of all time is the wig shop sketch, mm-hmm. yeah. which I don't think has got nearly enough sort of praise yeah, right. for it's what it talks wicked. about. It talks yeah. about a conversation that I've always wanted to have about why we don't own uh, uh, hair shops. I've not seen nearly enough praise about that particular one to just be like, rah, this is something we've all tried to articulate. And it's done in a very sensitive... What what people haven't clocked yet is that that, sh- that sketch backs onto the countdown sketch. Yeah, You mm. see what I'm saying? So yeah. you've got one thing really sort of pushing us in a way and it's funny because it's got John the genius John McMillan um, culturally appropriating Asian Asian. Indian people and then Viva Champong the brilliant Viva Champong a countering and asking oh that's not appropriate and it just it's it's like a head fuck in itself and then you get the silliness of Countdown the Countdown sketch you know I've seen a lot of chat about like a sketch is supposed to do this and a sketch is supposed to do that it's supposed to make you laugh. Yeah. Listen, everyone's a genius and everyone's a comedy writer, but like, did it make you laugh or it didn't make you laugh? Yay, yay or nay. And I get, I get why we, you know, representation is really important. I'm, I'm, um, there's, there, 
like there's some forms of comedy that like I might be offended by, but I defend its right to exist. And within yeah, a show yeah. like Famalam, where we go from doing something ridiculous, like the opening scene of um, episode one, where we're doing a whole avocados, narcos thing, <laughs> yeah. to in, in, in episode three, uh, a, a whole song about premature ejaculation yeah. to like, uh, you know, drillogram to all these, all these moments. And it's no, it's, it's so funny that we went from the consternation um, and the sort of um, daggers about, um, about one particular sketch, which I knew that when the show was seen in full context, people would just be like, oh, actually it's quite funny. Like drillogram yeah. came out and did crazy. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. So it's just like, that's the point of it. Like, there's going to be something for everyone. You'll like something, you won't like something. I don't think our show's hit and miss. I say we, I've created a show that like, like, I don't do that hit and miss thing no, about sketch good. shows. I, like, I think, I think that's a, you know, when people go to journalism, when people go to journalism college or whatever, the, the first thing they tell them about, um, about, it's my craft. I went to journalism. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just. Oh no. I'm saying the first thing they told him <laughs> about reviewing sketch shows is like, make sure you put in sketch shows are a little bit hit and miss because it's like such a stock phrase. Yeah, exactly. If you okay. if you ever read a review about a sketch show, they'll say it's hit and miss. Yeah, miss. This ain't that. This ain't that at it's, all. It's a tough one because like mm. I feel like comedy can kind of get away with being offensive, mm -hmm. but I still feel like as creators as producers, mm -hmm. part of our job is to serve the audience, mm -hmm. and if the audience have a response to it. Mm -hmm. It also is a part of our responsibility to listen. Fair play. Whether we want to change, obviously, is up to to us. And I and, and 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 like and I hear that. But when you say audience, we have there is an audience who love the show and sure. love what we do. So that's the audience. If you if you're coming at this third series, great, come on board, get your popcorn, sit down. Like, but this is what we do. You see what I mean? Like, you're not going to come in at the late stage and be like, "There's a show I've never seen, but I'm offended by it." We've got people that have ridden from it, day yeah. one yeah. and and um, and that's serving your audience. I'm not going to... There's a thing called within expectation. And with our show, there's things that we've set up particularly that are within expectation. And so you've come, you've joined the party, but I, I don't think it makes sense for me to go like, oh, I've got a sort of, I've got to, I've got to dial down the, yeah. the scotch bonnets because this upsets your palates. Like if it's not for you, we are at a time where they're, we are fortunate enough that, that, not that we've got the best representation ever, but there's there's yeah. there's a shop down there. Someone's got a shop down there that you can go uh, 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 support and um and 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 will serve you the way you want. And I'm so proud of all the um people that I came up with who have got their own shops as well. Like I say, I big up um, Femi Ayenaran all the time, man. Love Femi. Me and I met Femi like at his first audition, funny enough, and he he's brought it up in interviews in the past. And Femi is a G, and what he's doing is incredible. And these are all young black people mm -hmm. got Michaela Cole killing it mm -hmm. doing her thing so we're not we need to sort of look around and look at the landscape and say like Famalam at this point isn't representing all the black people oh, because yeah, I May Destroy You isn't Famalam yeah, yeah. Um, Femi's documentary on Grime isn't Famalam it's we've got we've got a richer palette of, um, of, of representation it can only get better and we want it to get better no one's sitting on their laurels but we have to just appreciate that like it's not one in, one out as it was. It's not. We're not talking about the nineties, and yes. and so. Um, but I would say to all comedians, and especially like you know, from the American ones to like even, you know, the Bill Burrs of this world, the Patrice O'Neills, the yeah. Chappelles, um, you've got to do you and do what you do. What serve your audience, mm -hmm. and if people don't like it, get them on the next one. So has Family Home given you the keys to the castle? Can you do what you want? Do what you want now. 
Mm. I'm very happy in life. Are like, you, I'm very, uh, what, what it's done, I'll tell you what it's done. It's like, I want a BAFTA. Um, and, and big up Bemi from Family as well. Um, Bemi Akamelo, she won a BAFTA this year for her, yes, her short brain again. love Bemi. So big her up, she's a G. And I won a BAFTA last year and that was like, for me, like one of the, um, just sort of most beautiful moments in my... In I was just going to be sitting there, so you said about 14 times now. What's that? I want a BAFTA. I want a BAFTA. I, yeah, I, I, say, I had to I massage that in at some point because I thought you was going to say it. Damn. No, no. I, want you, we want, I play the background too much. Yeah. Put a counter in the video. We'll put the countdown. Ding, yeah, ding, no, ding, do ding. that. I play the background too much. <laughs> no, I'm just saying countdown for no reason. <laughs> I, play, I play the background too much. People need to remember that uh, about this BAFTA thing. Um, but what it's done is um, it it's just made... Everything is about taste. And yeah. what you like, it just means that people just sort of listen to me and have given me more of a window to like, oh, what do you want to do? Or what do you think? And stuff mm. like that. So it's great in that respect. Um, I'm going to have the same taste. I'm going to still be me. Um, I'm going to still think what I think. Um, Where is your BAFTA? Where is it? I keep it at home. I keep it in my study. <laughs> study. My mum my mom actually wanted it, to be fair. My mum was like, I got my mum like, a, I, I framed a picture of it for her, of me like holding the award. And, um, and she's like, oh, what? I don't get the actual BAFTA. I was like, <laughs> yeah. you get the certificate, mum. I love you. Love you, girl. But yeah, it needs to uh, needs to stay here for do inspiration. You, do you polish your BAFTA? I should get some brass polish. Yeah. You need brass polish, but I don't. Ba I call it, it's uh, it's called Baffy. That's the... Okay. That's the oh, Bemi name. named hers. What's she called hers? Um, Bob or something. I can't remember. Cause she, she named hers. I can't. She told me. She told me. Because <laughs> we're supposed to have like a BAFTA. The cousins are supposed yeah. to meet. They're going to meet. Like Sheila Atim has got an, MB, uh, uh, an MBE. So like, and she's got an Olivier. So we've been trying to arrange like a date, like a play date for I all the cousins. So. You know well, what I mean? I feel that makes sense. Yeah. But, um, but, but, <laughs> but, but I think it's the last three, four years of my career have been brilliant in that respect. And Keys to the Castle I don't know about that I just want to keep making good things and also just helping people come up um, I think that's been a, a sort of hallmark of the last four years of my career is like where there's an opportunity and where someone is dope I'll always be like yo come through like Tom Mucci I thought Tom, you know Tom is hilariously funny and talented yeah, and yeah, so like for real for me it was just like um, yo uh, come through and I put him in the show um, you know, and he's he he was able to shine, and 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 you know we've written some really good things for him, and um and um and he shines in the show, man, and and it was just a privilege to be able to bring him in, um having seen him online and just say look look Tom come I'm making a show come come collab come eat man, and that that ethos was sort of stuck on me by like Javon Prince because when Javon had his show yeah. Javon's just a homie. And Javon was like, look, AK, I'm bringing you in. Like, come, come through. Come have dinner, man. And Javon's my boy. So for him to do, he didn't need to do that, but he did. And so he was just like, look, all you need, the only way you pay me back is pass it on to someone else. Aww. Pass it on to someone else. But I was taught that by like my, by, by other people, like Arian Bakari. Arian always told, uh, Arian, big bro, always told me, like, look, if you get the opportunity, bring someone in. Mm. Robbie taught me that. Bring someone in. And so same as Dane Baptiste. Dane Baptiste, brought me into his house, his, uh, you know, Sonny D. That's how I met Bemi and yeah. David Ajao, you know, and all these other talented people like Sasha Frost. And um, and Dane was just like, look, come eat. And then you pass it on. So like the last four years of my career has been just one of, it's just been service actually, because I don't, you might see me in a couple scenes in Family Land, but I play the background, man. I'll do the music. It's like, look, you guys, I'll do the music. I'll write it, write the theme tune, sing the theme tune. But it's like, you guys shine, man. And I'm so proud of the cast 
um, a family because everyone's just gone off and just doing it. Bad boy cast, yeah, things. for sure. Phenomenal. Best cast on telly. Yeah. Best cast on TV. I'll let you have that. I'll let you have yeah. that. So who brought you in on Shrill? Hmm. I love that show, by the way. You you watch Shrill? Of course. He's a Shrillman. I'm a Shrillman. He's a Shrillman. Yes. Um, I've got to give credit to. It's actually like, it's just serendipity actually. So I was. Tom Marshall, who directs Famalam, um, we were out. This was like 2018. We were just, we were, we were out. And I think we were writing series two, actually. So we we're just having a writing day and we we're just out. He's like, ah, um, let's go get a, uh, get something, some lunch or something. And then I just happened to see Lolly at a faux And I think she'd seen me and gone like, hmm, he could play my brother because she'd oh, already wow. been cast. She didn't say that to me, but the very next day I had uh, 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 an audition for it. And like, they were like, cool. Uh, job's yours um, wow. and it was just kind of mad Them it was ones. one of those things so so maybe if I hadn't showed up at that time I wouldn't have had the job but Shrill's been one of the best jobs I've ever done man so good. gift yeah, that keeps funny. on giving because like it's a nice role to play and like all my American cousins was like yo you're a hot dog they like you I was like oh, alright okay alright okay are you, are you going to America then? what this year? Can you even travel right now? No, I can't that's so what I'm, I'm saying I'm talking about are you trying to chase the American dream? or oh, the American girl um, oh no, um, no, I'm staying. I'm staying put, man. I'm staying put for a minute. Um, yeah. I'm gonna stay put for a minute, uh, and just there's there's amazing things going on here. But like, I'm on a Netflix show at the moment. Funny enough, on a, um, I'm getting mad messages about it. I probably have more messages about this that, about uh, the Queen's Gambit than um, oh, than you're any right than than the whole of Family. So I'm in the Queen's Gambit as well, which is kind of I feel like. You're just saying things and casually dropping no, them in. I'm, say, I'm, I'm saying that. I'm saying that just in case. I'm just saying that just in case you don't have it on your thing. We, I'm don't, we to, don't do any research. We just talk. There you go. Because yeah, yeah. I'm trying to throw. This is trying to be natural. I'm trying to throw the traffic to Netflix. You know what I mean? But it's been like, watch it. Queen's Gambit. It's been getting a lot of love. It's about chess. And yeah, I saw the trailer for that. Actually. Yeah, yeah I, I had no it. idea you were in it. I didn't know it was a series. I don't know. It's a series. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a like limited series. They call it British. No, like American thing. American thing. It's like it's it's really good. And people are really enjoying that. Yeah, What's man. the worst no you've ever had? Straight into the dark. Side. It was recent. <laughs> wow. It was recent. Was it personal? Was it in the it work was, world? It was personal. Shit. What did she do? I want you back. Oh, <laughs> mate. I want Sorry. you back, baby. <laughs> I miss you. Lay it on the line. I want you back. I'm gonna get my berry wine on. <laughs> um, yeah, it was that. Uh, but in a professional, in a professional <laughs> sense, um, that any no that I've ever got has probably like either saved my life. Or like set me towards where I where I'm supposed to be. I'm not. That's not super philosophical. That's just real. Like whenever I've not got a job, it's actually been the best thing that's ever happened to me. Like, and I and I really mean that. There's been some jobs that I've like, I've wanted it. I was like, oh, this job, this 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 is it. This Ooh. is gonna change. This is gonna course correct. And it's not happened. That's why I say I appreciate my path and my journey. I wouldn't be where I am if I hadn't had those nose. Um, either because I wasn't ready. God said I wasn't ready. Or I wasn't supposed to do that at the time. Um, and I, just because I've had like a wild career in terms of just acting on TV, having time in theatre, touring, meeting people just behind the scenes. And then like part of it, part of my career, I wasn't even acting. I was doing other stuff. I was mm. like running the family business, you know, and just doing other stuff. And What family business? That sounds like, uh, sounds like we're doing a Mario Puzo thing. Yeah. Uh, um, my parents ran pubs for years. Black yes. people running pubs, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've got a whole story about that that i'll tell one day fascinating 
You know, my parents run like, um, my parents have like an amazing hub in Hackney. They don't run it anymore, they retired, but we still have the building. Um, and um, No, because there's some, some sort of empire guy. Like. No, so I don't really, I don't really talk. It's really funny because I don't, um, as a kid, I was never fascinated by it. Like, you know, like pe yeah, when people turn 16, yeah. Yeah, they like yeah. start drinking and acting up. I was just like, eh. <laughs> also because of where we're from and how my parents raised us, they made it that alcohol was not something bad or taboo or anything like that. So sure. it was like, you know, it's kind of continental thing. You might have a little tiny sip. Yeah. And, you know, just that's how it is in Europe. When you hide things from people, they will be like, oh, what's this? I want to partake in it. But for, for a time, I ran the pub. I turned it into, it became a music venue for, well, it still is a music venue, to be fair. I mean, we still have music venues anymore. I mean, but, um, seriously. But no, so it's a, um, it kind of became a big institution in like East London and stuff. And that was just like, hipsters and bands and stuff like Franz Ferdinand played there and sold it I out mean, and stuff yeah. like, like seriously what's going on but that's just it like I don't you know it's just part it's just it's just my life in it and um and and so my, you asked me about the nose that wasn't just an opportunity for me to stunt <laughs> you asked me about the nose and like those some of those nose pushed me into that position of like oh well cool let me take over the business for a little bit and learn that and then that has actually affected is imbued what I do from a producerial sure. standpoint just sort of being able to be like oh, I'm in charge how to deal with elements of pressure of which there is much and there's much um, um, there's just a lot there's just a lot going on when you're producing as you know like you, you, you're you're cooking, you're cooking. There's four hobs on the on the induction hob. There's four pots on the induction hob. And you're like, oh, what can I do? This, this, that. And you're just you're just juggling. And um, and it's just made it that my career isn't solely one thing. It isn't just like I'm an actor and I show up and I say my lines. I can write, I can produce stuff. And it's just it, it means also that like just having those different strands has meant that I appreciate each one, each, each capacity, each sort of department more. Like for instance, when I will go and do the Queen's Gambit. I'm going on there, not as the producer, not as the writer, not as anything. I'm just going on, I'm saying my lines, mm -hmm. learning my lines. I'm doing a good job in that respect. And it's made me a better actor in that respect, as in a better professional. You right. see what I mean? Because time is money. Like showing up late is not it. Mm -hmm. um, not being prepared is not it. It just costs. And it's just also, it's also really important that like as performers and as creatives, we are professional in that way. So it's made me a better professional in that way. Um, and then by the same token, I'd be doing that going filming in Berlin and then I have to go have production meetings about Famalam. So it's different spaces, yeah. different, you know, and, 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 and different um, disciplines to adhere to. Makes sense. What is the most rewarding yes you've had in your career so far? That's a good one. It wasn't really a yes, but just, it's maybe my yes, actually, mm -hmm. Famalam. Yeah, yeah. As in, it was me saying, it was me saying yes, that like, yeah, I want to do this thing. As in like, you know, there was an opportunity to do a show and I was like, yeah, I want to do this. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so I want to create it. I want to put the pieces together. So I think that has changed the course of my career and my life as well. Like the the, the, the different souls that have come through and have left footprints on my heart um, <laughs> have been have been innumerable. You know what I mean? Like from like me and me and Samson and I met on um we met on Jab Show, and Samson's like my younger, older bro, man. Um, and so we were. You know, the last three, four years, we've done so much, so many things together. But then I also, via at, via Jav Show and via Famalam, I was able to, and Sunny D was able to work with Bemi and just to see her career, just where it is. She's won a BAFTA. She's doing all these amazing things and it just makes me so proud. Mm -hmm. John McMillan, who I met years ago with Ashley Waters, Ashley was doing a play. I mean, Ashley were tight and like, um, 
came to see the play and then Ashley, because me and Ashley make music together and stuff and we have for years. And John McMillan is a hip hop head. And so John would be like, Hey man, yeah, uh, I heard uh, I heard Ashley paid me some of your music, <laughs> and so, so so Ashley was sort of like, "Are oh, you a lot of music geeks? You should talk." And I didn't realize how much of a geek John is about music. John, me and John like go at it like Jedi Masters about like hip hop, like mm. really sort of geeky hip hop. Like John will ring me at like two in the morning, some hip hop stuff, and so on set of Family Lamb, it's like Samson or Tom will just be like, "You guys shut up, stop talking about <laughs> obscure hip hop." So someone like John, who I've actually got to spend more time with, um because of Family Lamb. Um, Roxy Sternberg, who was in, you know, series one and two, Daniel Vitalis, um, Tom Mucci, you know, and 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 Family Lamb has been one of the more rewarding experiences of my life, like creatively. Like it's just been dope. I can imagine. Mm. Give us a project that you wish you made. We've got to wrap up to go to the next bit soon. Okay. Uh, um, a project that you wish that you made that's been on and you're like, rare man, should have mm. had some AK on that. Uh, random acts of flyness. Okay. Okay. Random acts of flyness. Hard. Hard. Yeah. Hard. Very dope. Hard. Very dope. Yeah. They have. I only saw season one. Do they have a new season? I think there is a. I think there is a second season. I don't know about that, but I know it's on Sky right now. Oh, is it really? When they when they allowed us some black stuff. Oh, really? Black history. (laughs) When they saw us. Yes. When they saw us. When they saw us. When they saw us. (laughs) Facts. Um. No. Uh. That. It'll be like something like that. Flight of the Concords or The Office. But random acts of flyness. When I first saw that, I was like, oh fuck. They've yeah. done it, haven't they? They've done it. Mm, yeah. They've done that thing. <laughs> they kept it real chocolatey. Yeah. Really chocolate. Like 85% chocolate. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was dope, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know there's people out there thinking, family man, could have done that. So. <laughs> I know everyone thinks, but we all think that and we're supposed to think that. Not we're, in a way of like, oh, I could do it better. I'm just okay. saying that kind of, oh man, wish I'd done it. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, no, no. But 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 yeah. so you should. And if I can, if I can if any of us can inspire that person, that little kid, like I'm here. I don't really do like interviews and stuff like that, but like for me to, to no, for real, like I'm, I'm, I'm the phantom. Um, but, but just, I think it's really important to just to put a face to things sometimes. And for like, if there's a younger version of me to know that, look, I'm a conduit, I'm the conduit. So you know that you can get to inside the TV or onto the thing. And I grew up in an area like yours. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yep. What are you watching? What is AK watching right now? Um, I'm watching. Ah, I see what you did there. Well, it could have been asking a Rinze. What up, Rins? Rins FM, what up? That's good, isn't it? Um, what am I watching? I'm actually... All right, can you lot stop? Thank you. <laughs> In-jokes galore. Um, I'm watching... I'm actually watching a lot of old... Like, just Breaking Bad. I'm going... Okay. I'm just going back and just watching that just for fun. I always randomly just watch like stuff like Sopranos. I just throw a random same, season same. off yeah, on yeah. just to be like... Just to watch poorly talking poo. But um, Breaking Bad, I've been watching again. Um... I just some old films like I period recently watched The Godfather one and two back to back like like my favorite sort of suite of films so I watched those uh, uh, which was nice it was nice to sort of just watch that um, but in terms of TV stuff yeah I'm just watching old stuff and there's loads of good new stuff like there's um Euphoria is really really amazing um, which I've just you know I'm late to the party it's like, good but she gets on my damn nerves really? I want to beat her oh yeah but you yeah, know those are she, always the best you know when um, characters do that yeah, yeah, yeah. you know when characters do that those are the best yeah. things where you're like why are you doing that I just wanna... she's speaking from a mother's perspective hey yeah, hey not... hey hey yes yeah. <laughs> but then Succession <laughs> Succession oh, is hard yeah. in the paint hard in the paint yes it's um it goes so hard and I think like I can't wait for the third series because it's just the wonderful dividing line between 
This is comedy. No, this is yeah, a drama. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And people are doing, because everyone's a reprehensible character in that. I don't think yeah. there's any characters who are like, oh, you're nice. Even cousin, Even cousin, cousin Greg, you, cousin you know, Greg or cousin Greg Craig. Is, he's turning. No, you see what I'm saying? His, his, his grading, yeah. The way he is subtle. graded is delicious. <laughs> subtle. I don't want to spoil nothing yeah. for no one, but the way he's graded is just like, yeah. ooh, that actor you just. See, you see the come up. You yeah, 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 yeah. The come yeah. up is real. Yeah. Right, so he, like, th- that was Greg. great. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that was great. And so there's a lot of stuff, a lot of things that was watched during lockdown. Um, things that uh, I liked the conversations that they created. Like I really liked, I really enjoyed um, I May Destroy You. Yeah. Yes. I really enjoyed it. I think that 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 was a, a watershed moment. And we don't really get those anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That was like a transatlantic watershed moment. Yeah. And so like anyone trying to make TV or anything creative to stir up those kind of conversations and Absolutely. sustain them over six weeks yeah. where we're literally, people are having hour long conversations, breaking things down to mm-hmm. the atomic structure. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and and why was this and why was that? And having debates and it not just being about the show, but about the um, conversations around the show. Yeah, of course. You know yeah. what I mean? And generational conversations as well. Cause there's yeah. some things in that that I'm like, Oh, that's a that's a different, slightly different generation, mm-hmm. or th- like some of the behavior in that is Absolutely. like, oh, that's a generational thing, and so it's, it was a good sort of, as it, it was a watershed moment, man. So that was that was dope. So KMG, right? Somebody Government. somebody is gonna use your picture on their Instagram page, mm-hmm. right? And they're gonna have a defining quote from you on that page. What would that quote be? What's your what's your drop of knowledge? You know, your gem da, 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 da. for somebody. Gandhi. Da, da, da. Akemji, mm. last something name, like, something, something. A slogan, uh, something that you live by. It could be something funny, it could be something potent. Potent, potent you know, that's what uh, she said, I think. It'd either be like, leave your place nicer than you found it. Heal. Mm. That's what I'm going to tell my damn child. Leave your place nicer than you found okay. it. I that's not that. even mine. Shout out to Alexis Rodney. I, I stole that from him. But that's, <laughs> oh, I love that's Alexis. Um, leave your place nicer than you than you found it, or just like my life is could be summed up in is like blessings and salad dressings. That's what oh, I always yeah. say. Yeah. <laughs> Bars, maybe. Like Why did you laugh so hard? I found it funny. <laughs> See, it but this is what I'm saying about Huber. Yeah, yeah exactly. it was just a dumb little joke, and he got it. It was there you funny. Go. Yeah, I feel like I missed something there. <laughs> Blessings and salad dressings. I don't know. I don't know. That's that, that's a, that's too too. Yeah, I I would go with the with the first one. Leave your place nicer than you found it, which is real. It's like don't come somewhere, mash it up, and then bounce. Like leave it nicer than you found it. I think that should just be the name of of our episodes. Like everybody's quote. Okay, that's a planning decision made on live on air. It's done. Okay, mm. thanks. No problem. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Here's, here's Thank it. you. Thank you. So this is bit this bit it's fun time now. Oh yeah. It's really fun. Everyone can relax. Yeah. Put in the room, take a load off, take your bras off. Quiz time. Name this TV show movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, look more excited for Oh, I thought it was gonna are you gonna are you gonna put some music in in post? <laughs> is there gonna no, be that's like... that's literally it. Okay, cool. Yeah. No, I'm wet uh, go on, go on. <laughs> is that the thing? Yeah. That's the um the intro. TV show movie. Yeah, it's the game. Title. It's a game title. The TV show movie is a game title. <laughs> yeah, name this TV. No, show. but I'm saying that that. Da, 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 da. Yeah. 
Okay, work with no, me. No, he, he thinks you're already testing him. He's like, what's the... Oh, no. Oh, I thought that was the thing. I was like, no. what's this, what's this, the Jackson's an American dream? Is this, the, the, where's this? No, where's this? No, no, no. Is this Knight Rider? Where's this? Where is this? A-Team, the movie? Oh, God, I really, really this feel is, that. That's, that's her theme song for this section. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. I thought that was the actual thing. I thought, like, this is the worst game of Pictionary <laughs> ever. It's going to get a lot worse. I'll tell you that okay. now. Okay, so basically, this mm -hmm. game show, which is the best game show ever, ever created no by me. I have no doubt. Um, <clears throat> basically, we got you get four clues, yeah? Uh -huh. Clue one, I give you odd words from the mm -hmm. title yeah. of a TV show or a film, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Clue two, I will let you know, or Leon will let you know, how many words are in that title. Mm -hmm. Clue three, you will get one word to describe the film or TV show. Clue four, because if you don't get it by then, mm -hmm. you'll get a description of one of the characters from said TV show mm -hmm. or film. Or film. Mm -hmm. And listen, the curveball is, if we feel that the words, the odd words that we're giving you are too easy, mm -hmm. we might just drop a syllable and oh, you really? get it from that. Yes, by, yes. By that we, is interesting. By we, um, she means she. <laughs> she, yes. Yeah. Don't male bond in this place, <laughs> up in this visage, please. Now listen, mm -hmm. you do get points. The point system, yep. Are yeah, you clear right. about what's going on yeah, right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, I am. Are you ready for what's going on right now? I don't now? think I am, but let's go. Might okay. <laughs> and as I already briefed you, yeah. this first one's going to be a little bit difficult. Mm -hmm. We're going to give you a syllable, not a word. Mm -hmm. The syllable is lem. The syllable is lem. That's, by the way, clue one. <laughs> lem. Lem. It is a syllable, a not syllable. a word. Go on, what's the next? Second clue? Yeah, go on, hit me. Mm-hmm. Second clue, it has two words in the title. Oh. Two words in the title. <laughs> I sense. I know, right? It will be oh, and you have like a... Um, phone a friend? You have a phone a friend. Oh, my me, God. Okay. Yeah. And this is the part that really stresses me out. I don't see how my co... Because you can see it, and but starting with Lem. Lem is a bit... No, no, no. There's no criticism. Criticism. No. I want a third. Give me the... Yeah, of course you do. Go yeah. on. So give us <clears throat> the word that mm -hmm. describes the thing. Mm -hmm. Gangsters. Gangsters. Lem, two words in the title, gangsters. As the clue about the tin. Mm -hmm. The thing is, like, <laughs> I'm going to oh, yeah, get really angry because if it's obvious, I'm going to get really angry. So I'm trying to just temper myself. <clears throat> I feel like the pronunciation of the syllable. No, no. Can you the... stop? Okay. Because I'm, I'm, my first thought was that was French. No, Fine, I mean, that's your business. The fact that you said like something like Asylum is is good. Yeah, I'm not saying it's Asylum. It's yeah, not, but... <clears throat> gangsters, two yeah. syllables. So easy, literally. Got one more clue. Or... We're actually going to fight everybody in the room. Go on, give me one more clue. One of the characters that we're going to describe in this project, mm -hmm. a stuttering boxer, a stuttering boxer. I feel like you shouldn't be able to call a friend after getting the last clue. I think that's just taking the mickey now. It will still stay on the one. I mean, I guess you can. All right, fine. I don't know. It's your rules, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm going to feel really silly after this. It's Stutter one... and Boxer. It's not Pulp Fiction. That, like, I mean, no. well, where's the lemon Pulp That's Fiction? Seriously. Because what you should have done is you should have done... Are you rearranging my is, game? No, but I'm saying you should have gone... This is the dummy round. This is the no, dummy. This is you the, should uh, never yeah. have. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Because like... Going uh, forward, no one's phoning a friend let's phone, let's, phone a, let's phone a friend. Because no. we're going to do this again. You're going to give me another one. Four more to get through. Yeah, that's fine. Go ahead. Um, It's an Eddie Murphy movie. So imagine the shim on you. Is it? 
Yes, it is. Mm. Sorry, do you know oh, what I'm Harlem seeing? Nights. Correct, yes. But yeah, but... <laughs> no, 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 but wait a sec, wait a sec, wait, 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 now I'm telling you, now just wait, 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 like, heart, you said, because if you said Lem, you said Lem, that's what I said, if you said Lem, doesn't matter, because no one says Harlem, Harlem, yeah, but I that's might. That's why Harlem. when he said Salem, I was like, Lum. All right, cool. No, Lum. no. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because if you said Harlem, if you said Lum, Lum. Yeah, but yeah, hold on. True. Doesn't matter because mm. we said gangsters and we said stuttering boxer. Mm. You had to, because you've mm. seen it, haven't you? Mm? You've seen Harlem Nights, haven't you? Of course I've seen Harlem Nights. Exactly, but... multiple times, I bet. No, but the thing yes. is, Lim, I thought it was a French... I thought it was a but, French piece. But you didn't... Because oh. I was, I was, I was thinking like, oh, is it La Haine? Is it like... But it's not... If it was La Haine, I would have said... Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next one. Next one. Okay. A word in this title is men. Men. That's M-E-N. Men. Men. I kind of hate this game now. <laughs> I kind of hate this game. <laughs> so, it's a film, TV? Uh, we can give you say. that. We can kind of, I suppose, because yeah. Leon gives all the clues. It is a film. Of mice and men. I feel like it's... No, not that. Well, give me another clue. It has... Four words in the title. I hate this game. <laughs> I absolutely hate this game. It has four words in the Do title. Do you know how many films have men in the thing? But are they comedies? No, 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 no. Go on, give me another one. The theme of the film is friendship. AK, you're not putting your thinking cap on. I'm really not. But because I I I came out for introspection. <laughs> I was here for introspection, yeah, and like deep thoughts and like how can you This is where you deep think. Yeah, but it's on the timer, isn't it? And it's like it's on my face, and I'm like worried about my lips because they're dry. Like my kissing lips are dry. I mean, don't more water. I would love some. Men, it's a comedy. Do you want to phone a friend? How about phone a friend? Because you're just not utilizing your clues, are you? I'm happy to lose this game. I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm 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 easy with losing this game. So phone a friend. Go on, hit me. Yeah, basketball, basketball, basketball. You're you're gonna be annoyed when you friendship. You're gonna be annoyed. Men. I'm hitting a blank. Um, it's a comedy. Yeah. Yes, it is. It's a dramedy. Yeah. yeah. And they can't jump, can they? Oh, uh, here we go. Yes. <laughs> yeah, go on. Jump. Go on. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. All right. So, project number three. I mm-hmm. didn't think of this, by the way. Mm. <clears throat> the TV show. <laughs> mm-hmm. The word in the title is I. That's a comedy. Correct. I love Lucy. No, no but well done. I as in the letter? Or yes. The, the letter. All right. It's a comedy. It's a comedy. <laughs> comedy. <laughs> and it's a, what did you say? It's a TV Lots show. It's a TV show. I, and I Dream of Genie. No. no. Um, this is whack. <laughs> this is poor. Um, I, <clears throat> give me another one. There are five words in the title. Or yeah, go on, hit me with a third clue. The theme of setup. the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a setup. <laughs> the theme of the show is adulting. Is it adulting or That's adul- you, adulting? I say adulting. Adulting. Well, adulting is quite, it sounds well, correct. I, mm, adulting, adulting. I say adulting. I think Americans say adulting. Well, I say adulting. The next clue. You want a <laughs> final clue? Hit me. Uh, an architect on the hunt for his perfect woman. That is pretty much it. Um, <laughs> oh, the friend, because you're just not going to get it. I was going to say, that's pretty much like Do you the, know? the whole con- con- the concept, yeah, Do of the title, the title. Jungle Fever? Cause no. he's really <laughs> a TV show. I'm, just, I'm actually just joking. I'm being I. facetious. I'm being really facetious. Because oh. he was an architect, and then he oh, was he. Yeah, he was an architect. Yeah, uh, Flip, Flipper was an architect. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's true, his name. True, true. That's what I'm saying. So give me them kind of. Yeah, but no. Yeah, give me it them. Work like that. Give me them kind no, of. No, no, no. Yeah. No. I, an architect. A TV. It's a TV show. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. 
sitcom. And this guy's an architect. How I, I Met what? Your Mother. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Which I don't watch. <laughs> First clue. The so, word is of. And it's a film. film. I will give you that. It's very easy. One of no, my it's not. One of my favourites. That should help. Give me another one. This is making me it's, angry. I know. It's got, it's got um, three words in the title. <laughs> give me another one. <clears throat> Music is the clue. And if you don't That's get it, clue, I'm not actually. speaking to you again. Ish. I will speak to you. Call a friend. Um, Jack Black. Oh my God! School of Rock. What the hell is wrong with you? Yeah, but what, like that's is the friend. But then you could have done I love School like... of Rock. It is one of my. You're not hardcore unless you live hardcore. What? Oh my God! What did you want me to say? You said Jack Black. Why would you what say that? You that's, say one my, that's one of my. That's one of my favorite words, like, films. But like, I can understand? get why it would win an MTV Music exactly. Award. But, 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 but like, these are stretches. But it's not of. These an are real sort of. Word. Of title. course, but these are real sort of logical. I'm going into going deep. If you start a thing with of and you're like, it's a comedy. Yeah, but I said mm -hmm. I would love it and you would love it, yes. which I was right. You were right. Because it's one of my favorite films. Of mm -hmm. is one of the most important words in the title. Was I even wrong? Yeah, but it could have been. No. Yeah. All right, so <laughs> it's a TV <laughs> series. Mm -hmm. A word in the title is and. <laughs> Keenan and Kel. Oh my God! Yes. See, <laughs> I put the screw in the tuna, baby. I put, put the, the screw, screw in, in the, the tuna. tuna. And I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy to say that you have got ten points, so you are above Teresa, Teresa and Rachel, Rachel Della. Hey, <laughs> no, but hey. Okay, so this part of the game, this part of the show, mm -hmm. we like. Get guys to, it's called the process, by the way. It's mm -hmm. called the process, no theme tune. Mm -hmm. um, we get everyone that comes on to build a story. Mm -hmm. Basically, you're just going to make a film, mm -hmm. right? Teresa Okoko has set the scene. Mm -hmm. You have to pick it up and continue it to mm -hmm. when you feel like you want to stop. Sure. It was a series. It was a series. Okay, it was a series. Maybe I should have done it. That's what I said. Go. <laughs> no, Take over now. No, you've started it. Oh, shit. I've started till I've finished. Okay, so, so it's a TV show. How many episodes? She said, um, I believe she said eight. Eight episodes. Mm -hmm. And it's a sci-fi fantasy wow. franchisey okay. thing, right? Yeah. yeah? Yeah. Right? Something has happened on the earthly realm. And all the gods from the world have gathered. Earth is flopping. The gods have been beefing. Zeus is vexed. The Nigerian gods are vexed. All the gods of the world are vexed. Yes. So all the gods, gods have come down to Earth to start a war. Everybody. Is warring now. The main characters, whilst the god, you got the gods, and then you got the earthly characters. Mm -hmm. There's a girl called Tossin, who's yeah. this is Teresa's setup. That's cool. That's dope. It's she's tea. learning Love to swim. Tea. She's 20 years old. She wants to be a sculptor, and yeah. she has sculpted statues. And that's how the gods enter into Earth through hey, her statues in clever. her workshop. That's and that's how, yeah. So that's how they entered. There's her dad and mum, her older sister who's the favourite child, her younger brother who wants to be a doctor, mm -hmm. and her ex-boyfriend, who's on a mission. <laughs> to be a 90 day fiance because he wants a green card to be a rapper in America. And the biggest and, and the antagonist in the film is Shongo, god of war, iron. He's a Nigerian god. Mm -hmm. um, he doesn't want a treaty with the Greek gods and looks at the state of the world. He's like, look, run this. Don't want no peace with these earthly nonsense. Let's go to war. And then his rival is Olu, Olu Dumore, and I didn't look into it either. The biggest god, and he wants peace. So there's all sorts of in house fighting the Africans versus the Greek gods and then the Haitian gods and all that stuff. And on Earth, there's stuff going on and the gods have come down to Earth. 
That's where we've left it. And she came She came up with this in, in one sitting. Yes, yeah. please. And so you've got like five minutes to come up with a follow-up yeah, for the next person to oh, pick up. I mean, um, Thank you. So <clears throat> we open with the brother. What's the brother's name, please? What's the brother's name? Um, Papa. Okay. Papa. And how old is he? He's 21. Okay. Papa's 21. So Papa goes on this show. On 90 Day Fiancé. 90 Day Fiancé thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, his there's a there's a camera crew come mm-hmm. along, and they um, follow his daily ins and outs. They see his his parents, his family, and they basically the camera crew sort of pitches up at his house. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to go see his sister, Tossie, okay. at her workshop uh, because you know they want to get an understanding of the family and things like that. And then so at the workshop with all these sculptings and statues. Um, the TV producers uh, start touching things and getting kind of inner and just being like, oh, this is a nice thing. And one of them gets a bit slight of long-fingered and takes one home. Oh, shoot. Yeah, takes one, one home. Crew, one of the crew. One of the crew, in fact, takes mm-hmm. one home. So they're like, cool, we're going to take it home. Mm-hmm. We leave that scene and we follow this crew member. The god of war, Shongo, comes alive in his house. Right. Comes alive in his house. And takes that man uh, from muggins and says, like, your wife is now my wife. This is now my wife. And so she's like, oh, big black man. Um, And um, and so Shongo then makes (laughs) Shongo then makes that uh, that crew members. uh, It's actually the the producer of the show. Actually, it's the producer of the show. He makes Shongo makes that house the base of his operations. Oh, and she is uh, his. This producer's wife is now his concubine, oh, wow. and um, and so he is away from the workshop. And how is he visualized? Is he still a? I mean, he can't still be in a statue. No. So the way he is able to manifest is that he needs to be taken out of that workshop and into somewhere else. Then he's actually manifest as a man. Yeah. Okay. And that's the way it happens. He needs to be taken off of that mm-hmm. thing, and it's it's usually using the. Um, the foibles of human beings, like the fact that this guy was a thief and took it away, it was an impure act. So then that allowed mm. um, that allowed him to be seized and taken off. So he's made this producer's place uh, uh, his uh, his base of operations. And then Shongo starts going into work with that man, the ninety day fiance. So then, uh, so he so he's a producer. So he starts. Right. Uh, 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 he he then becomes like head of the production company. Shongo. Yeah, Shongo becomes head of the production company. And uh, Shongo becomes head of the production company and then he starts changing the 90 Day Fiancé show like inadvertently. So that's happening. That's yes. Strand A. Oh, wow. Okay, Strand A. Strand A. And then... Let's leave it there. And Let's let, leave it there. I've, I've set them up with a nice little. Nice Shongo's art. gone in. He's taken over the job. He's made. He's made producers he's made changes. He's made some changes. Nice he's done a bit of mischief. Say. Yeah. Yeah. He's done a bit of mischief. We'll leave it there. Quit while we're behind. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do that. Yeah. Um. Ak. Love you so much. Thank, Thank you, man. Thank you, you both, man. It's been. Um, it's been entertaining. I mean, that that game stressed me out. <laughs> I apologize on behalf of everybody. It stressed me out, man. 
Get off my laptop. What's next for you, actually? <laughs> Quick. Just a lot of writing. Um, there's a lot of writing and new new projects. That sounds like that 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 cop out when people yes, like, don't have stuff it actually going does. on, and they're like, "Yeah, I've got loads of things up the sleeve. Um, loads of projects <laughs> happening. Um, loads of cool projects. Uh, loads of things in the pipeline. No, there's things <laughs> happening, but I'm just one of them people who, unless it's like with babies and stuff in it, you don't say until you're yeah, showing. Yeah, yeah. You oh yeah, I mean? for real. Yeah. So th there's some. It's been a it's been the best year of my life for real. Like in terms of just being able to just sit back, create, and do things like that so there's a lot of cool things happening cool and wh where can we find you well, we, we probably can't you're not on socials are you no are i don't partake i've got i've got instagram but it's just literally so no one can steal my name um mm, fair. it's just akemji so if you want to add me on that do so spell it a-k-e-m-n-j-i okay yeah thanks guys thank you ak thank you so much thank you man thank you <laughs>